Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. This, my son-in-law's brother lives in Dallas and checked on World Series tickets. $600 for standing room only. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah, that'd be, uh, that'd be a, big, a big ticket. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, there you, there you go. I saw this yesterday. I got this sent to me um, with regard to... Uh, with regard to the World Series, um, and I'm sure you've probably seen it, but the, the here's the deal: every team that has uh, bounced the Brewers in the postseason has played in the World Series. The Yankees in uh, 1981, Cardinals then won in '82, Phillies won in '08, Cardinals won in '11, Dodgers lost in '18, Nationals won in '19, Dodgers won in 20 and the Braves won in 21 and now here we are with the D-backs in 23 so there's been a crazy stat that is a crazy stat that is a crazy stat so I don't know if that hopefully it holds up that you know the they would lose because they lost to the Yankees and then one two three the the team that bounced the Brewers and then lost to the Dodgers, and then one, two, three, one, and now it's time for a loss. One, three, one. Okay. okay. So if the stat holds up, the D-backs would lose. Okay. Okay. So that's, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, get the rings ordered. <clears throat> Do we know what color uniform, what their record is with mm-hmm. the color have, have, uniform? have not gotten that stat yet. Okay. <laughs> if not. Right. I've not gotten that. I'm, I'm, that would probably be a bigger <laughs> indicator of who's going to win or not. Are they going to wear the vest uniform? Yeah. Do you have a preference for which one you want to I see the I don't care Rangers? what anybody wears, but if they're going to be wearing the vest uniforms, that would make a little bit of a difference because, you know, it's cut <laughs> off right here and they've just got that shirt underneath it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I think I mean, those were the ones they were wearing when they beat the Yankees in Game 7. I think you guys are, I think you guys are somewhat mocking me this morning, but that's... Don't think. <laughs> I'm, I'm certain I deserve it. Uh, we'll have high school football uh, on the air for you tomorrow night as uh, Monterey and Coronado will play. Oh, that's, a, that's a sad state of affairs for both those programs right now. Um, just I both, both the, still have a shot at the playoffs. I know, but they're both – I mean, I, I know, but it's been – it's been it's, – it's, it's, a, it's a struggle. I mean, it's – I mean, it, hopefully, hopefully people will be up for it. Uh, Monterey coming off of a loss, 48-27 to Lubbock Cooper. They're 3-5. and five. The uh, Coronado Mustangs have lost three in a row. Uh, the last two games, the defense has given up over 60 points. They're 2-6 and six on the season. So ho- hopefully, hopefully they can, hopefully the, hopefully the fans will show out. And, you know, there's times for that, that particular series. And I don't know if tomorrow will be one of them where both sides were full. Yeah, you know both both sides were both sides were full, so we'll have that for you on one zero seven seven Yes FM, and then uh, Lubbock Cooper plays at Tascosa, and the uh, Lubbock Cooper Pirates coming off of a win over Monterey forty eight twenty seven. They're five and three on the season. That's um, that's 
couple more losses than we're kind of accustomed to with uh, Lovett Cooper. Yeah, I remember two of those were by one point. Sure, and and one was in in overtime as well. Yeah. Um, I still think they're a really good team. Yeah, one was at Friendship, and uh, one was at home to uh, to Wiley, and then the other loss was uh, three points to Abilene, thirty eight yeah. to thirty five. And so, they gave up the lead in the last minute. So. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's that's a team that very well could still be undefeated. Yeah, no, no question. I mean, you're talking yeah. about, you know, three games and basically five points. So you're, you're exactly right. They'll be a dangerous team. Uh, I'll be curious how uh, Estacado bounces back. Um, they lost at home to Brownwood last week. They're 6-2 and two on the season. 35-14 to 14 was, that, was that final. And then uh, Lubbock High will play uh, tonight against um, Abilene Cooper, and that game will be at Lowry Field, and that's a 7 o'clock kick tonight. So that's that's what you have on tap. And then Friendship, uh, which we'll have here on Double T 97.3 uh, tomorrow night at 6.30, and uh, Lovett Cooper game will be on 100.7, the score, obviously. Uh, but Friendship coming off a win over Permian, 46-44. to They'll play Odessa tomorrow night at home at Tiger Stadium. So they got the Odessa schools back-to-back weeks, and Tigers are six and two after two straight losses, but they lost to Midland Legacy sixty three fifty one, and then they lost to Midland thirty eight to twenty eight. So their their two losses are close as well. Yeah, absolutely. But they're kind of in a in a tough spot there. They got to keep winning. That district's pretty loaded this year. Yeah, they got to keep winning if they're going to get to the postseason. Even though it's a pretty good team. So we'll have uh, have that for you tomorrow as well. The World Series game tomorrow night. We'll be on Sunny 97.7. That'll be at 6.30. Balls and strikes just after 7. And, of course, we'll have uh, Friday night live uh, tomorrow night at uh, 10 o'clock or after the uh, friendship game here on Double T 97.3. And, of course, you can keep up to score with the up-to-date with the scores on the uh, Double T 97.3 mobile app. Just click on the High School Fan Zone page, and, uh, and that'll be there for you. All right. Uh, Joey McGuire. Uh, we'll get some comments uh, from him throughout the morning. Uh, but he was uh, asked, and I'm going to assume this is three questions in to his uh, media uh, availability yesterday in which he uh, talked about his football team, the bye week, et cetera. He was asked for a Baron Morton update. He'll play. If we played today, he would play. Yeah, he's back. Yeah. <laughs> He'll play. If we played today, he would play. Yeah, he's back. Yeah. He's back. Okay, there you go. Good news. That is good news. And great news. Great news. Right. Great, great news. Because hard to imagine you getting to six wins without him being back. Yeah. And you've, I mean, you've got a chance to win seven if you want out. Yes, I understand that. Yeah. We're just talking about making a bowl. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Making, making a bowl. Uh, by the way. One and oh, <laughs> Right. One, one at a time. One mm-hmm. and O. Oh. Mm-hmm. You can't win any games this week. Right. Got gotcha. you. One first. Mm-hmm. Remember, uh, remember yesterday we were we were talking about how do you break the curse of the you know the quarterbacks and the injuries and things like that. It was and, just mm-hmm. a generic sports curse. We turned it to tech football, right? But just a generic sports right. curse was the question. And we talked about some things like. You know, I, I mentioned maybe you said witch doctor. I said Kulandera, and and one of our fine listeners um, tattled to the magic one hundred six five guys 
And uh, I was accused yesterday of trying to steal their listeners because they they one of our one of our people went to their people and uh, and and tattled on us that we were we were because we did well how what because we were talking about using a curandera to uh, to get the break the curse. And the and the wiping well, the eggs on the face. If the person was listening to us, right. how did we steal che- them? Well, they cheated on us. They cheated on us to go to magic. They cheated on us to tell tell on us. But they let. But Jesus they were listening to get, us. They were so listening. We didn't to us. steal them. They were our listener. Yeah. Well, that was that's what down the hall said, and they said that we were trying to steal them, the Chismosa and El Kukui. Oh, so okay. Well, I'll go lay the hammer down on. Okay. Those two. Good deal. Mm-hmm. Right. Put some eggs on their face and see how it goes, right? Uh, Chuck is channeling his inner choice and trying to jinx the Rangers. Stop it! No, 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 no. I don't think I don't think Choice is trying to jinx anything either. We're we're all in. He's just so, a jinx. He doesn't yeah. try. <laughs> so help me, if he pulls out a map and starts drawing at it, I will hit him with a baseball bat. Who me? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to worry about any maps or anything like that. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey, want to uh, invite everybody out to Two Docs tonight. We're going to give away $10,000 tonight. No no wheelbarrow full of cash unless something has changed. Um, pennies. Better bring a dump truck because we're, you're, you're, we're paying in pennies. Pennies. Um, the copper might be worth more than just the cent now. It, might be, it, it, might, it, it, might, it might be, right? It might be. It would be. What about a gold bar? That been. That would be. That'd be fun. Just put one gold bar worth ten thousand dollars in, in, uh, in the uh, double T ninety seven three van and take it over there. That'd be cool. Okay, so mm-hmm. be uh, be looking for that. Uh, probably be some uh, opportunities to sign up and be uh, an instant qualifier. And if you are a qualifier and have been notified, then uh, would like to see your face in that place tonight. And uh, maybe, just maybe, uh, Jamie might shake your hand at the end of the day and uh, tell you to come down to the compound in the next couple of days to get $10,000 from on highest. That'd be exciting. Yeah. I, I, you know, it'd be, it'd be great if we just, if we could do it right there on the spot. You know, just, he'd get out his checkbook and scratch one off right there. Rip it out of the book and say, here you go, George or Sam or Linda or Shannon or Liz or... James or anybody like that, okay? Whoever, mm-hmm. whoever's the whoever's the actual winner. So we'll, or Jamie or Jeff or Chuck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, if he wants to write out one of those checks, sure, sure. He'd say, him for writing out more than one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so come down to Two Docs tonight and uh, see who's going to win. And I promise, if I get one of those checks, I will still come to work on Friday morning. You will, okay. Well, you can't live on $10,000 for very long. Right, not, not very long. Um, so come down to Two Docs tonight and see who wins uh, $10,000, because it could be you from Double T 97.3 and the Home Zone. And we would we would love for a morning drive listener to win, wouldn't we? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll have some have some bragging rights. Uh, the JL. <laughs> Why would we brag? Like, what did we do to brag? One of our people would, one of our, one of our brethren, one of our, part of our, you know, little morning drive tribe would, you know, win the, win the big prize. Morning drive tribe. (laughs) 
It's not like they won because of us. No. Well, I mean, well, I, how I mean, could we, we brag? Well, because, I mean, we compelled them to tune in to our fine little program here, and we encouraged them and and uh, pulled and tugged and begged them to enter our contest, and, and as a result of that, they're, and they're rewarded. And bribed them with a chance to win $10,000. bribed them with a chance to win $10,000, right? You know, it takes a special <laughs> type of braggadocious to be able to have but, somebody do somebody else do all the work mm-hmm. and then take all the credit we'll just take some of the credit but i mean just you know the fact that that was you know during our little program that'd be that'd be great mm-hmm. that'd be great we'll be proud for whoever wins though right we will be happy for you know, them yes and then we'll, we'll take credit anyway uh this jail renewed my baseball tickets last week can you give us the way too early scouting report on your overall baseball impressions yeah, a lot of returners on offense and some newcomers that I think are are going to make impacts as well, and whether that be through the portal, a couple of them, and then uh, lots of recruiting class that was ranked really highly as well. Um, and pitching is the bigger question mark, but I think there are lots of options there as well. You just never can tell till you get there. So I, I mean, I feel like you're. I think it's going to be a really good team again this year. Do you? May, probably better than the last couple of seasons. Okay, that's what I was going to ask the you. The way it feels right now. Yeah. But. Do, you, do you feel better about it than you have in the past couple of years? And you said yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But I'm not going to ask you to make any way too early season predictions. But yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. That you, it's good that he, this person renewed. Okay. Yes. And it's good that uh, it's good that you feel good. Mm-hmm. That's always that's always important. If you mm-hmm. if you're feeling if you're feeling good and have the confidence to say you feel good, then man, that's I think that's I think that's man feels makes makes me feel almost giddy. I always feel good though, Chuck. I'm a super positive person. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, mm-hmm. I know, I know. Um, I don't know if you heard this on your way to work this morning uh, from uh, the guys that are on just before us, two pros and a couple Joe, um, but Dusty Baker retired. And that wasn't the the headline. He retires after 26 years as a manager, but he also spent time as a coach back in the day and was a player for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Here's the other thing that that, uh, that they said about Dusty Baker. This is funny because I did happen to hear this. 3% of all and, baseball games. And I thought to myself, oh, Chuck's going to love that. I did. I did. I did. It's, that's just, it perked my ears right up, you know? It's a, it's a crazy stat, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's a crazy stat. He's been a part of 3% of all baseball games in the history of ever. Seems unreal. It it, it does. I mean, it, it, it really, really does. Well, he had a long playing career. Mm-hmm. And then a coaching career, and mm-hmm. then a managing career, mm-hmm. and he had three right. years off in there between stops in the na- in the uh, National League for as a manager. But he was a player from 1968 to 1986, and then he was a coach from 88 to 92, and then he was a manager. So, how many teams in the league? He played for the Braves, the Dodgers, the Giants, and the A's. As a player, as a coach, he was with the Giants. As a manager, he was with the Giants, Cubs, Reds, Nationals, and Astros. Number you're looking for, 32, Jamie? So let, right, right, Jeff. Um, 
so let's just say on any given night Mm -hmm. in the league, he's only a part of... I'm sorry, 30, not 32. 116th of the game, uh, 115th of the games. Right, right. 0.06. You're trying to figure out how they get to 3%? On any given night in Major League Baseball, he's only a part of 0.06 while he's been in the league. Mm. As a manager, when he was playing, there weren't 30 teams. There were fewer teams then. But still. Okay, two less? Well, no, there were... um... Four less, whatever. Yeah. They also had fewer games, too. I don't know, man. You're, you're That's having... not my stat. <laughs> I don't know how they came up with a number. So were... from 1908 were... to 1968, guess how many they were played? <laughs> a boatload. And guess how many he was involved in? Zero. Zero. And now, even while he's in the league, he's only a part of 0.06%. I don't know, man. You're you're throwing a flag on that one? I, I have doubts. Okay. Yeah. Right. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning, I'm Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Hope to see you at Two Docs tonight. We'll give away $10,000, part of our secret word contest. And uh, we'll have some instant qualifiers tonight. And then we'll also give away some gift cards tonight. So... Uh, join us over at Two Docs beginning at 6 tonight. And uh, we should have uh, the festivities concluded about 8 o'clock or so tonight. So I think it's going to be a very, very nice evening. Um, and uh, look forward to uh, to seeing as many of you as want to come out tonight that can. And uh, we'll make room for you, right? The um, the high today is going to be 80 degrees. It, once the sun goes down, obviously it'll get a, get a little chilly. But... Uh, Basically, 0% chance of uh, precipitation tonight. That's good. Yeah, so I think 6% is the number, but I, I think 6 or 4 is you know kind of the usual number. You Very rarely do you see just 0, but we know this. If you if it's 6% here, it might as well be 0. I feel like you've just jinxed us. <laughs> I hope not. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to stand around in rain. Um, but look forward to uh, to seeing you tonight. Uh, over at Two Docs, as we give away uh, $10,000, courtesy of Double T97.3 in the home zone, making your house a home. So that would help make your house a little bit more of a home. $10,000? Yeah, 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 $10,000 would. Jamie, I think uh, you and I should agree that <clears throat> while we're under the tent and we're doing the, the signing up of the people and talking with the people, and it starts to rain, Chuck then gets to get out from underneath the covered building and come mm-hmm. out and do all the signups while you and I get to get under the covered building. Sure, sure. I'm, I think it's a cool great use of our time. Mm-hmm. Go with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Joy McGuire uh, meeting with the media yesterday. We've already talked about Baron Morton. Baron Morton's going to play. He's uh, available at practice. Has no uh, limitations. All, all good stuff. But uh, there is a change at the center position. And here's uh, Joy McGuire on the plan with the center position. This is after the BYU game. Yeah, he's sliding over. Rusty's going to right guard and Dennis is going to center. It's not – the reason that we're not doing that, um, we're doing it injury to his right elbow. And you saw it at the end. Now, we had bad snaps throughout the game, so it wasn't – you can't use that as an excuse from early in the game. 
um, or we had snaps that were off target. I think there was 26% of the snaps that were off target. So meaning that that quarterback, and I don't care who it is, anytime you've got to take your eyes away, you know, down or anything like that, it's hard to play that position. So our plan is uh, to move Dennis to center and Rusty to right guard. When he said that yesterday, Jamie, my thought immediately snapped to what you said on Monday when we were talking about the loss, that every time your quarterback has to look down to get the ball off a bad snap, that immediately ruins everything. And I was like, look, he listens to Jamie on the morning drive. <laughs> or Jamie's just seen it enough with different quarterbacks over the years, not just at Texas Tech, but... I am choosing to give you credit. Okay, well... <laughs> <laughs> he um thanks he he also said it's happened all year at different times of guys trying to do too much instead of just doing what they're supposed to do everything starts with a snap so the center's got to understand that that's the most important thing especially in the offense that we're in any offense he said anytime you're in the shotgun formation uh those snaps are so important because the quarterback can't make it right if you're under center the quarterback can make some bad bad snaps right just by strong hands and stuff like that. But when it comes down, like what you were talking about the other day, and you have to look down for it, and you're then you look up and you're trying to find your receiver and you've got a second and a half or so to do this, I mean, you're going to make some bad plays. And, you know, it all we, we say a lot, it all starts up front, right? And in this, sure partic- does. In this particular case, it does. It starts with, it starts with the, the center. And so, you know, they thought this was going to be – strength um at center when they put rusty stats in there um because he had started at center at western kentucky um and now you're going to put dennis wilburn back at there back at center and so hopefully it's crisper it's sharper all those things and it's on target to to baron morton whoever happens to be um back there that's so that's uh that's really 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 good news um Coach McGuire also talked about um, the lack of turnovers with this team. And I, I was listening to Tech Talk yesterday, and, and Dickens and, and Mike were, were talking about this, about, you know, just the disparity of numbers in, in the losses. You know, you're like minus five. Um, you're like in the plus column for the wins. But in the in the loss column, I mean, it's just when you've lost games, it's like you're, you're way under. And, of course, last week you had – you, you had five turnovers and, and didn't get any. And so here's Coach McGuire on the lack of turnovers. Well, we've dropped some. Uh, Rabbit to tell you, he should have had three, and he should have had two of the three. I mean, you don't have to jump on the first one. Run through the ball, and it's probably a pick six. It's the ball. They're coming out, driving into, I think it might – it, it was the first quarter. They're throwing it to 83. He breaks on the ball, and instead of just running through the ball, and again, it's you're, he's fixed to hit the knee braces. The guys that wear the knee braces, so we expect him to make those guys miss. And he jumps up, so instead of it hitting his hands, it hits him in the chest. And so stuff like that. I mean, you know, you go back to K-State. Rashad dropped the uh, interception that would have got us off the field. We would have had the lead 21-17. So part of turnovers is when they throw you the ball, you got to catch it, you know. And uh, we had a couple of those the other night. I mean, Rabbit said I should have had three. I think he had two legitimate. He had his he had his hands on three of the uh, passes, but he should have caught two of them. Yeah, we've we've seen that uh, we've seen that a number of times where you know felt like that they were going to pick one off and haven't been able to do that. And then just the the turnovers that you've had offensively, whether it was fumbles or interceptions or fumble on a punt return like last week. I mean, it's just 
you haven't been able to, I mean, we talk about, they talk about, Texas Tech football does, about plus three. Man, you haven't been plus one. You haven't even gotten one. Yeah, offense is a whole nother story. I mean, obviously the interceptions have been the biggest part of that. Defensively, you're just not a team that puts a lot of pressure on a quarterback and makes him get rid of the ball before he wants him to or, you know, forces him into a bad pass. You just don't do that a lot. And then, and as Coach McGuire talked about there, uh, we got to catch the ball. Yeah. You know. You catch the ball. There's always a, you know, the saying that there's a reason those guys don't play wide receiver. Okay, right. Got catch. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, This from Juan. With the talent difference from Western Kentucky to the Big 12, do you think Rusty was snapping the ball quicker or maybe lost some confidence due to the fact that the line and the Big 12 are just probably bigger, stronger, faster? Juan. I can't understand what would change snapping the ball. The only thing I can think of is is the the West Texas wind. Is the yips? Uh, yeah, that's what went through my mind. Was the yips? Is that mm-hmm. he, it, that he has a bad snap and then can't get out of that bad motion and thinks too much about it and that mm-hmm. causes more bad. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I, I don't think it's the talent. I, don't, I I just or the speed of the game or anything like that. I, I, that's just hard for me to. I mean, it's a snap. I mean, I'm I'm with you. Once it gets into your head, does it become a mental thing, and you start kind of short arming it? But. Mm-hmm. That's also that's on, totally believable. Yeah, that's also on the the staff to make that change when you do have the yips to get you out of that position, whatever that position is, sooner than later. It, yeah, <laughs> much sooner than later. Yeah, because I feel like this has been going on more than just the BYU game. I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I think it was way worse in the BYU game than mm-hmm. we've seen in any other game. But you know, I feel like that. I feel like that it's been that it's been there um, as well. So. That's uh, I, that's was that in your mind the two big news, big tidbits that came out yesterday were no limits for Baron Morton in practice and the change at center. There's one more I think that, uh, and I'm sure we'll get to it. That was the I don't want to say the bigger news, but maybe the bigger story out of it. Okay. Um. That that was the stuff we wanted to hear. Okay. And then there's one more. Okay, we'll get to that one. Okay. I have that one circled, right? Uh, you do. Okay, great. We'll get to we'll get to that one, uh, but first, it's Jamie's question of the day, which is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station Double T ninety seven three. All right, guys, with basketball season quickly approaching for mm-hmm. our Red Raiders. I want to ask you, who is the newcomer that you're most interested and excited to watch? Okay. Um, I'll tell you this. On the uh, on the men's side, I'll say Joe Toussaint. I'm, I'm really curious as to how he's going to uh, maybe make an immediate impact uh, for the Red Raiders. Spent three years at... Uh, Iowa spent a year at West Virginia. Came in here and had a really good game um, for the Red Raiders. So I'm I'm curious as to how he enters the mix. And on the uh, on the ladies' side, um, oh man, I hit her roster. I had my roster right here in front of me. Uh, Jordan Merritt. I think that is who I'm really kind of excited about seeing. I got to make sure I've said her name right. Go ahead, Jeff. 
Washington's a really good answer. Um, I When I think back to some of the really good defensive teams that you've had in the past, it's really been your forwards that have been forcing that issue. While you've had good guard play and you've got you've had somebody down low that's been a shot blocker, where it started, it felt like, was your forwards able to switch out and switch to those positions and do those kinds of things. And I think maybe Washington can do that for you. Now, he's just so athletic at yeah. seven foot tall. I mm-hmm. mean, I mean, you can get up and down the floor. He can, you know, get to the outside and, and defend out there. He can block shots inside. Probably going to be a, I would imagine, a great help side defender for the Red Raiders coming across the backside and getting blocks. I just uh, I, I I'm with Jeff that I he's one on my list, uh, no question. Um, but for me, uh, I'm going and I, correct me if I'm wrong here, Jeff. Coach McCaslin said y- Yalaho's name is Emily. It's not Emily. It's uh, Emmy. It it's like the initials, or that they get shorter. I think I've heard him say Emily. I I could have swore he said yeah. Emily when I listened to uh, the press conference the other day, but I I just think this young man is you know he I've seen some video that they've put out and uh, really excited about him. It seemed like Coach McCaslin felt like he's you know definitely in the rotation with those forwards and with his versatility so i i seem to tend to always lean towards the younger guys the freshman guys mm-hmm. that i when i talk about newcomers and and i think i'm most excited to see what he can do okay and he i was at an event yesterday where coach McCaslin spoke and he he brought him up um he yeah. brought yulahu up uh and who is that how you say yulahu i don't i, I yulaho yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not certain totally on that. Not certain. I, I'm, yeah. I'm not certain on that. Um, and I'm right. I was right on what I said. Uh, Jordan Merritt is who I'm lo- looking forward to on the Lady Raiders side. She's a transfer from from Florida. She's six three. I think she just brings a lot of athletic build. And I, I don't know if you wanted a, a a dual answer there or not, but I gave you one. All good. Okay. All good. Uh, so, I think they're also. Um, I think they're also really excited. And again, he's not a freshman. He's a senior coming in. But Devin Cambridge, I think they're really excited about what he brings um, to the table. Um, and uh, and then Coach McCaslin yesterday, again at this event that I was at, uh, spoke glowingly of, of Pop Isaacs um, and the tra- transition he's made over the last few months with him. Yeah, and Pop, to me, the biggest question for him is, can he be a facilitator? Can he be a creator? Can it be more than just about getting Pop pop shots? You know, can mm-hmm. he be a guy that um, can be a primary ball handler as a point guard and can create for others? Uh, I loved his ability to be a, a guy that wasn't afraid to take the big shot last year and knock down big shots for you over and over again. But for him to take it to the next level, for me, is when he becomes more of a creator and he makes his teammates better because we all know he can score. And in one of the things he talked about, just in uh, talking about his his players in general, and then talking a little bit about Isaacs was basically asking them, "Do you want to be a good player or do you want to win?" And the 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 difference between just putting up stats for yourself, like what you were just talking about, or helping your team become a team that can score and, and, and win ball games. And so it sounds like they've 
been working with him on that um, to become more of a complete player to help the team win as opposed to getting your shots or getting your points or getting your stats. So sounds like there's been some transition, at least in conversation, practice, things along those lines. And, of course, how does that translate once games start? Yeah, that's when it really matters. Yeah, that's when it really matters. The other thing that was interesting, Coach McCaslin was asked a question from the audience about open practice. And he said, because uh, I think the I think what's taken place so far is they've had probably almost all of their practices at the Wombo. I'm sure they've had some at the arena because you got to get used to the arena and, and that environment, especially with so many new players, backdrop, et cetera. But he said it's not his policy to have closed practices. But he first said, the first thing he said is the guy asked, he goes, are practices open? And the first thing he said is, do you have a kid on the team? And the guy said, no. He goes, because if you have a kid on the team, you're not coming to practice. And apparently, in his mind, there were too many players, parents, et cetera, family members coming to practice. So if you're a family member, can't come to practice. Okay. Was that a Texas Tech thing? Or was he just saying in general in his career? He's not No, that's, I think that's... I think it, that's his career that he's saying that. But it's also... It's it's also um, it's also a now thing, but like was he saying that was a problem here at Texas Tech? Oh no, I think he's had that. In his um, career. I don't think it's been a problem. He didn't he didn't say that was a problem. I, that's that, I took that I, I took it like that that like so, that had been a problem. Okay, the, so you two are completely disagreeing with each other. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I took that as I took that as yesterday. I took that as maybe that's been a problem, but he also said that the, he would like to have some, would you like to guess which parent? I, I don't know the parents on that, on that team. So I'll, I <laughs> probably give him five minutes. He'll get some handshakes going. Then we'll, we'll, p- p- we'll probably a number of them, but he did say that when they're practicing uh, at the arena, that yeah. when he, when they're talking, when they're practicing at the arena, that there would be some practices that would be, that would be open. That's cool. Yeah, so I I thought that was cool. So it's not going to be just a a total closed shop with that. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Uh, Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. And we go to the Visual Edge IT hotline with the uh, head coach of the Lady Raiders, Krista Gurley. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, Chuck. How are you? We're good, and uh, we're uh, we're ready for some basketball. You have an exhibition game on on Saturday, and the men on Sunday. Uh, but the Lady Raiders are uh, trying to raise some money, like the men are, for uh, the folks in Maui. And this exhibition game will be uh, an opportunity to give back, as uh, you'll be going over to Hawaii to uh, to play Oregon State and Tulsa. But first things first, uh, tell us about the exhibition game and uh, the noon start and what it costs and and how it's going to benefit folks. Well, we're super excited to be um, able to play this exhibition game. It was originally slated as a scrimmage, and as we got to thinking about it and and obviously saw what was happening over in Maui, um, you know, to be able to turn it into an exhibition game, it has to be a a fundraiser. And uh, we thought, what better way to try to give back to, you know, a beautiful um, country that we're going to go over to, meaning meaning I know that it's a state, okay? Just make sure we understand that. (laughs) No passport (laughs) required. Countryside, the beautiful countryside. And and, uh, and so we decided to make it an exhibition game. So it's going to be at noon on Saturday. Um, You know, I know the Texas Tech Rodeo is going on in town this weekend, but there's not another 
um, sporting event happening. So we're excited to hopefully, you know, get some just some soccer fans and softball fans and football fans and basketball fans to all come out and and support us uh, against Northern Arizona. And it's five dollars a ticket. And it, there's no pass list, anything like that. Like I'm even making Brian Gurley buy a five dollar ticket to get in. Wow, wow. Okay. <laughs> we'll make uh, we'll make Mark Finkner get his five dollars out too. Maybe I'll yes. pay for, I'll pay for him, Coach. I'll I'll, I'll get Finkner. Well, ma- well, maybe I can float you two. Ten bucks. How about that? But you 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 play a team in Northern Arizona that is this is no patsy. I mean, they're picked to win the Big Sky, and they've got a bunch of kids coming back, and so this is a real deal. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, we actually scrimmaged SMU last Saturday and we were scrimmaging Northern or we were supposed to scrimmage Northern Arizona. And, and for it to, let me clarify, to be able to make it an exhibition game against a division one, um, is, it has to be a, a fundraiser. So we had already planned on, you know, having two scrimmages that we thought were going to be pretty high quality, um, because we wanted to be able to challenge ourselves early and see where we were and, so yeah, now turning it into an exhibition game, everybody's going to get to see how it, how it is. But they they're very well coached. Uh, they've got a, some good experience coming back. Um, they played in the WNIT last year as well and uh, won twenty games. And yeah, I think it should be a really good game and a good test for us. Coach, tell us about some of the newcomers that uh, you're really excited to see. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about our team uh, in general, um, and and then obviously our newcomers that we've added as well and. I would say just, um, you know, the person that pops off the, the page right now is Jordan Merritt. Um, she transferred from from Florida. She actually was high school teammates with, with uh, Katie Farrell, who played for us last year. At, so she's a Plano um, high school girl. And, uh, you know, it was a five-star out of high school and has just really come in and, and been super coachable, has adapted really well to our system and um, is a great leader for us on the floor too. So I think she's going to be a lot of fun to – to watch and she's going to continue to grow and get better, you know, every game, especially just getting used to, to Lady Raider basketball. Um, I would say Jada Wynn is another kid that's coming in. She's, she's fighting an injury right now, so she's not going to be full strength, but she is going to definitely be on the court and she's a great scorer for us. Um, you know, she came, we played against her last year at Colorado and um, she was the sixth man off the bench as a freshman and big guard that can really shoot it, but she's got so much more to her game than just the three ball, and I'm excited about showing that off. Um, and then Alina um, Arike also is coming in from UTEP, who we also played against last year um, uh, in the WNIT, and she as well is coming off of an injury but um, will be on the court and, and is getting stronger every day, and, and I think her IQ and her passing ability from the post um, is exceptional, and I think that's really going to be something that we haven't necessarily had um, in the past. And I think she's going to really be able to elevate our post game um, uh, from from that viewpoint. Um, and then we've got some some great freshmen that uh, that we're excited about. Logan Johnson has really come in and done a great job defensively. She's really really tough on the perimeter and real explosive and. Um, I think whenever she really um, kind of matures and understands how good she can be, uh, she's really going to dominate uh, the Big 12. I'm excited about that. And and uh, and then Kelly Mora, who is a is a local kid, as we know um, from Monterey. You know, she's she's coming in and having to get used to the to the college game and and the speed of it. And um, you know, there's going to be some times that 
that she's going to have to really um, lock down and and really work at, at playing at a faster pace. But she's got all the tools. There's no doubt about that. So. I'm excited, really excited about these newcomers. And those aren't all of them. There's still a couple of more, but a uh, couple of them are, are injured. You know, you, you, you talked about Merritt and what, what she just looks like a basketball player coach. I mean, she's yeah. on the floor, athletic and, and long, and, and just feels like something different than what we've, what we've had in the last few years. Yeah, we got, we got more athletic overall, and that was our goal in our recruiting class was to – to really try to, you know, we, we had time to recruit. This is, we, we've had time to recruit these freshmen, um, even these uh, portal kids. We got, we, we got, um, you know, we played in the postseason, so gained some respect, I think, from some kids that saw what we're trying to do and, and they wanted to come in and help us. And I think that Jordan, particularly, um, really trusts us as a coaching staff. I think, obviously, having Katie on our team last year um, played into that, and, and I know she trusts Katie. Um, but yeah, Jordan is, is a different level kid. She's really long, really athletic, really skilled. Um, and I think she's just, the more and more she plays, she gets more and more confident. And that's what we're trying to bring out in her right now is just that beast inside of her that can really take over games for us. Coach, you had some really talented freshmen that played a lot of minutes for you last year in Freelon and Shavers and, and Bailey Maupin. Uh, are you seeing a, a big step forward from them after getting so much playing time last year? 100%, yes. it's It's been a lot of fun to watch their growth, and all three of them have had great spring, summers, and preseasons. Um, you know, we're, we're shifting Bailey over to the point guard position a little bit, and um, and that's been really, really good. Um, because it's really grown her game already. Um, she's a great scorer, and that's really all we asked her to do last year. And now she's really being a distributor. She's being more of a leader. Leader, um, you know, she's been very, very active on defense. And, and so I'm ex- extremely excited about the steps she's already taken. Um, and she's going to garner a lot of attention. You know, she's the mm-hmm. only kid on our roster that got any um, recognition in the Big 12, which is fine, but that's going to put a target on her back. So that's going to allow her to really um, elevate her game as far as um, being able to find her teammates and help them become better because she's going to draw so much attention. And then Kyla Freelon had a f- fantastic offseason, and her body has changed so much, and she doesn't look like a little freshman <laughs> anymore. Um, but, you know, we, we know she's an elite athlete, and, and uh, she's going to really do some special things for us this year. And I would say Jasmine Shavers is playing some of her very best basketball right now. I've been really, really pleased with, her with her mindset and her maturity and um, just the, the way that she's been approaching everything has been really good this offseason. That's uh, Coach Krista Gerlich. Okay, Coach, uh, one last time. So tomorrow, exhibition game, Northern Arizona, or excuse me, Saturday, Northern Arizona, high noon, uh, full game, uh, the full real deal, and uh, it'll be uh, it'll be exciting to, to watch your team get to, to get to go 40 minutes and, uh, and, and play somebody else. I'm sure that'll be good for them as well. Yes, thank you. It will be. We're really excited about it. And we really do want to encourage everyone to come out and get a sneak peek at our team, but also just set the tone for, for Lady Raider Nation and for packing the USA again. Um, we ended on a really great note last year and got to play in the postseason at home, and our crowds were fantastic. And we just want to get everybody excited about that. We're actually doing a little meet and greet and a, kind of a, a clinic afterwards um, so people can stick around and meet all the girls and get autographs and pictures and um, so we really want to encourage everyone to come out at noon, $5. It's for a great cause, and um, just set the tone for your Lady Raiders this year. 
That's Coach uh, Krista Gerlich here with us on the Visual Edge IT Hotline. Thank you, Coach. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.